test in one, two. Turn me on, Joy. Good morning, everyone. How y'all doing? Good to see you. The Lord's given us some beautiful Sundays to have church outside. You hear me? Yeah. I think he's just looking down, smiling on us. Is that Frankie Settle sitting over there? <laughs> Good to see you. Let me know, Joe. One, two, three, check. July, July 5th. Maybe July 8th. And August the 1st. Mike. August the 1st. September the 3rd and November the 8th, December the 23rd. <laughs> I just play it with you. All right, I hear you. Good morning, everyone. Everybody in the parking lot, everybody on the internet, Facebook and Roku and YouTube and live stream, all that stuff. Good to have you with us this morning. It's a beautiful day out here. I mean, the Lord is just smiling down on Pine Level. He's given us some beautiful Sundays to have church outside, is it not? Amen. 
and uh, but today is beautiful. I got some folks sitting in the sunshine. I got some wrapped up in blankets. I got folks all doing all kinds of things this morning. Got some sexy legs showing all around everywhere and all that kind of good stuff. You know, so we're doing good this morning. <laughs> God's good, ain't he? I mean, if a child of God can't laugh, there ain't no need to even be a child of God. Don't you think so? I think God wants his folks to enjoy life and, and just enjoy one another. We appreciate you being here this morning. Let me make a couple of announcements this morning. Tonight at 6 o'clock, Erica Allen will be doing our youth uh, live stream. Um, uh, tonight at 6 o'clock, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, there's going to be another sanitizing cleaning meeting. We're going to sanitize the place, and we're going to get it clean. Then Wednesday night, won't be a Bible study. You're going to have a special speaker next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday night. Pastor Barbie, whoever he is, he'll be speaking Wednesday night. That's me. But anyway, Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Really? I'll have another sanitizing meeting. This time with ushers and parking committee and the whole nine yards. And then next Sunday, I got a note down here that says next Sunday. There's nothing by it. So I guess that's just, I just supposed to say next Sunday. Is that okay? Next Sunday, we're trying to determine where we're going to have church at. We're going to have it outside. We're going to have it on the inside. What we're going to do. Uh, so that's still in the making right now. And... Uh, so I, I, I told Brother Mac a while ago, he said, next Sunday, that's entirely up to you. You know, I said something to the sanitizing committee Tuesday night. I've thought a lot about it since I said it. And because uh, someone said something about church. And I said, well, church won't never be the same. Well, and, and I, meant, I meant that in a negative way. Well, let me clarify something tonight, or this morning, because I've thought about it a lot this week. I hope church won't never be the same. But I hope it's going to be better than it's ever been before. Amen? Because the way we're having to do things now, and I've thought about it a lot, and I, I, got, a, I got a message from someone this week, and, you know, we're taking all the fellowship out of the church. That's what's going on. I told Brother Mac a while ago, I said, you know, I'm thinking about just turning the folk loose. He sort of clapped his hand. You know how he'll do. He'll clap his hands and laugh at you. <laughs> so I don't know yet. We're still, I mean, just got enough common sense to practice social distancing. Is that what they call this thing? You know what I'm saying? Everybody got enough common sense to do that? Okay. Well, I'm thinking on that real hard. So, you just pray for us. We're going to try to do what we can do. We'll let you know in plenty of time next Sunday what we're going to do before next Sunday, what we're going to do about next service next week. Uh, but right now, we'll have a little trouble because a lot of my staff's going to be out of town. They, you know, they figured they got to go do this and do that and get out and get out. And I've, I've hinted around to let me go with them, but I can't get no invites. So, I guess I'll be here next Sunday regardless what goes on. Uh, but nevertheless, we we'll do appreciate it. But next Sunday, we'll let you know in plenty of time. Uh, what's going to take place. Let me also make mention that um, uh, our, our, our conference is trying to raise some funds uh, to help. Uh, and what it's called, it's called International COVID-19 Relief Fund. Uh, they're trying to raise some funds because we got a lot of pastors, a lot of our pastors out there, a lot of our church folk that's out around the world that have lost everything they have. They've lost their church. They've lost everything. A lot of people can't even get food. 
Uh, so they, 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 they've contacted me and want to know if we could help uh, on this uh, international uh, COVID-19 relief fund. And I basically told them uh, we'd do what we could, and, uh, he, and they let me know anything, anything at all could help. So next Sunday, if you would, I know I'm asking a lot, but next Sunday, if you would, we'd like to receive an offering to help this international relief fund to help our pastors and help folks that's, that's standing in rice lines that can't get nothing to eat. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just touching when you see it. But uh, So next week, if you don't mind, whatever you can do, we appreciate it. If you can't do, don't feel, don't feel guilty or nothing. We're going to just do what we can. And I told them that's what we would do. So that's going to take place next Sunday. So uh, just be much in prayer about that. And, and you know what? I'll tell you what's better than money. Which money, it takes money to do what they, they wanted to do. It takes money to feed folk. But I'll tell you what's better than money. That's prayer. If we pray for these folks. But you know, uh, when we pray, if God helps us or God, if God supplies our needs, I guarantee he's going to bless as we help supply other folks' needs. So just be much in prayer about that if you would. So that's the announcements for right now. Uh, and we do appreciate you being here this morning. You look so good. Uh, and we just appreciate everything you do for us and everything you do for the church, everything you do for the, for the, for the gospel's sake, and uh, we just pray in God's blessings upon you. But this morning, I want to go to the Lord in prayer, and there's, uh, we have uh, several folk uh, that are sick and need a touch from God and, uh, and all this stuff, and uh, so let's be much in prayer for them. I got a friend of mine who was in the doctor's office Friday, and uh, they, he's got some... Uh, some lumps that they're going to take Monday, tomorrow, and do some biopsies on. And, and uh, so we're praying nothing's going to be there. So if you would, let's remember uh, him in prayer and ask the Lord to intervene and touch and bless and just meet his every need. Can we do that? Has anybody got this? I'm going to do something I haven't done yet. Has anybody got any special requests you'd like to holler at right quick? Anybody? Frank Lee? Okay. Okay, I didn't get all that. Frank Lee, let's remember him. Did you say cancer? Okay, let's remember that. Anybody else right quick? All these people affected by what? The riots, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to bring a little bit of that out this morning. Uh, yeah, let's remember this. I mean, it's, you know, I better leave it alone right now. But uh, we need to really pray for America. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That's Miss Pam Lewis. I didn't know you were here. I was about to call your name while I go. You know what? She looks good because my wife had surgery several, several years ago. She had to wear one of them neck braces about six or eight weeks. Couldn't do nothing. She ain't even got a neck brace on. Ain't got good. It's amazing how they change things. I guess, I guess they use old folks like us to break in things, and then they don't have to do it no more, so they, they figure out what they ain't got to do no more. Amen. So, but anyway, thank you, Pam, for that, that testimony. God is good, and he's going to look after us. Amen. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord to just have his way this morning in this service. Just a beautiful day. It's just a nice little breeze. 
just enough to blow your papers off you. And when they're singing a song, not to turn the page when they get lost and all that kind of good stuff. So if they do, you know, just thank the good Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, this morning we're so thankful. Lord, it's such a beautiful day. God, as I often say, this is the day that you've made. <laughs> Master, while the world's in chaos and people lost their minds and doing some crazy, stupid stuff. And Father, I'm one that teaches and preaches you can't fix stupid. But Master, while all the chaos is going on the world, around the world today, God, this is the day you've made. This man, me, I'm going to rejoice today. Not only am I going to rejoice, Lord, I'm going to be glad in this day. Because this is the day that you have given me. Master, all these folks around America need to wake up and realize, Father, that the day they have is the day that you have given them. They need to be thankful, Lord, instead of doing the things they're doing and destroying everything, Father, they get their hands on. Master, we're so thankful this morning, Lord, for those prayer requests, Lord, that would turn in, God. And Father, I pray you would touch frankly. Father, Lord, I didn't get it all, but Master, Lord, I did hear cancer. Father, cancer is a bad word, but not only is it a bad word, it's a bad disease. But Lord, I, I know a God this morning, Lord, that has more power than any cancer cell that's ever been known to man. God, you brought it all through the cross of Calvary, through Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for the healing of Mr. Frank Lee this morning. God, all those folks, Lord, have suffered from this right stuff that's going on around the world. They've lost businesses. Whole what I'm understanding, Lord, half the town burned down. Uh, Lord, and I just pray, God, that some way, somehow, these people's going to be able to overcome Lord, and survive all this mess, Lord. Father, just now getting over some of this COVID-19 stuff, Lord, and then they have to face something like this. Lord, I just pray, God, you will bless in a mighty way. Master, I'm thankful this morning, God, that I'm where I am right now. Father, among some people, Lord, that love you. Father, among some people today that just like me, they thank you for this beautiful day that you have given them. Father, I'm thankful, Lord, that I'm among people this morning, Lord, that have peace of mind, that Father, when things happen, Lord, and, and the way things are, Father, we don't jump up and go crazy and do crazy stuff. We look to you because we know, Lord, that you are the answer. Father, thank you for these church folk that are here this morning, God. Father, for those that are tuning in and watching us, Lord, by the way of the Internet and live streaming, Lord, our church family. Father, we thank you for them this morning. Father, I thank you for those that are around the world this morning, God. Father, for we have capabilities and Master, thank, thank God for some folks that's able to use these technologies that we have, Lord, to reach around the world. Father, we can reach most any part of the world this morning, God, Father, Lord, where the signal goes. All people's got to do is tune into it. So, Master, that's why I pray, Lord, a lot, Lord, that Father, at the Pine Level Church, here in this little town of Pine Level, North Carolina, God, that when we stand before you, we stand before the people. Father, we have something to say. We have something to do. We have a song to sing under the anointing. Father, we have the gospel to preach under the anointing, God. And Father, I thank you for the doors that you've opened up, Lord, so far. And people that are downloading our album. People that are tuning in and watching us, Lord. And Father, in different ways. I pray blessings upon them this morning, God. Father, we're living in confusion times right now. But Lord, I want people to understand, God. And Father, Lord, I've preached for years and years and years that we are living in the last days. But Father, you're moving on me now. You're letting me know that I need to change that from the last days. That not only are we in the last days, we are in the last hours right now, Father. 
Master, when you called me to preach, I preached a message, Lord, when I first started, five minutes to midnight. God, you know right now, I believe, Father, Lord, it's five minutes to midnight, Lord. This thing is fixed to come to a close. But, Father, why it's coming to a close, the church is going up. The church is going to be blessed. Father, thank you for your blessings today, Lord. And we stand careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And I pray, Father, you're going to bless this people here this morning. And, God, you're going to help us all, Lord, to be obedient in everything we do for the glory of God. For, Father, it's in Jesus' name we humbly pray. And everybody in the place or outside the place said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Let the praise team come. I'm just enjoying the praise team. I'm glad you are, because you're going to have them for a little while. Called the choir going to have to be shut down for a little bit, but the praise team is doing good. Let's get them, get them a clap offering this morning. How many believes that the Waymaker can take care of everything? He can take care of everything that's going on right now away in all these cities. Because it's not going to be long before the Waymaker's going to come. Oh, 
miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every life. I worship you. Praise the Lord. Let me say something right here real quick. Go back to where you were. How many believe God's a way maker? Huh? How many believe he's going to make a way? In the very near, near future, God's going to make a way. God's going to bless his people. Because he's a way maker. You see, society's trying to tear everything down. I'm telling you now, folks. Society is trying to destroy the church. Well, I refuse to let this, let the society destroy the church. You got a lot of government officials trying to destroy your church. I refuse to let them do it. You say, well, Pastor, you might get locked up. I might do. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a God up above that's got more strength, more power, more say-so than any government official in the entire world today. The government will not run God. God's going to run the government. The government will not rule God. God's going to rule the government. So the government might as well get ready, settle down, and get down to serious business and get back to God where they need to be. Because if our government was with God like they used to be years and years ago, we wouldn't have all this junk going on in the world we got going on right now. You say, why is it our government? Because our government, what do we say? The United States is leading the world. We're leading the world. Can I tell you something? I'm going to make a bold statement right here. The way things are going right now, the United States is leading the world straight to hell. We better get our act together. If you listen to me, whatever, tune in, whatever the case is, if you don't get it back to God, well, you know, it is what it is. God is who he is. And he's wrapping this program up. Whether you get it together or not, the church is going to be on top all the time because Jesus Christ gave his blood for it. That's what he died for. He died for you and I. He died for the church. He gave his precious blood. The Bible declares he purchased the church with his own blood. So you know what? Whatever the world does, the church, just like the ark when Noah built, when the floods came, what happened? The ark stayed on top. Went straight to the mountain. That's where it settled. Can I tell you something? <laughs> the church is going to stay on top. She's going straight to glory. Where she's going to be, as the Bible says, she's going to be with Jesus. I got news for the world this morning. I got news for all the hypocrites and all the critics out there that's trying to, you know. And you'd be surprised how many Pentecostals are critics and teardowns and all this other kind of stuff too. I got news for you. 
do it all you want to. I'm going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. His church is going to the place where he said it's going to go to be with him in glory. That's what's all going to happen. How do I know? Because God is a way maker. God's going to make a way for his church throughout all this chaos that's going on this morning. Is that all right? Give the Lord a clap off this morning. Sing that one more time. Think about it. Worship the Lord. You outside, you can worship the Lord. Yeah, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Move, Jesus, move. Come on, Holy Ghost. Miracle worker. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I worship you. I worship you. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God.
God good. So good to be able to have the freedom and the liberty to worship God. Amen. This morning we're going to uh, receive an offering. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. It's amazing how God is blessing. And God is blessing through you, through you. Everybody, everybody's supporting. We thank God for that. Uh, it's just amazing how wonderful it is when people just obey the Lord. But anyway, we'll get ready to receive an offer this morning. We appreciate you giving. Uh, let me make mention, though. I forgot to mention a while ago. Sister Kay Beasley is over here to my right. 
she's got a table set up over there. Uh, and this Sunday and next Sunday, uh, well, we've got two more Sundays after this one, right? Yeah. We've got two more Sundays after this. What it is, the fundraiser for the 50-person uh, pig picking that's sponsored by the White Swan. Uh, she's receiving money. She don't want to receive tickets. She wants to receive money. So I'm just letting you know. But if you got tickets and you don't think you can sell them, turn them in. Uh, but uh, we'd rather have this ticket sold. We was hoping to sell about 1,000 tickets. So far, we've got 470, about 470 sold. So we're about halfway there. I know this coronavirus has messed a lot of things up. But you know what? Everything will still be all right. Because the 14th of June is when we will be doing this drawing. It's the week that we, uh, we said it would be the week before Father's Day. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to stick with that. Someone said, do we want to extend it? Nah, we've already sold too many tickets and told the folks that when the drawing will be. And that's when they're looking forward to it. So June the 14th is when we're going to be doing a drawing that Sunday morning right after service. You have to be present to win. Ooh, no, I'm kidding. You don't have to be present to win. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be because some tickets I sold they said do I have to be there I said no you don't have to be there I'll be there for you so uh, so you don't have to be president I was just kidding and uh, but we're going to do that uh, drawing uh, Sunday the 14th it's the Sunday before Father's Day and then we'll be announcing that how much uh, how much uh, we have towards the bus it's, a, it's, the, it's the fundraiser the bus the fundraiser for the bus so we'll let you know what we got I tell you what the Lord's really blessed us on this bus day uh, he really is he's really just you know, people just, I mean, it's just overwhelming what people are doing for this bus, and we just thank God for it. That lets you know it's a God thing from the very get-go. Amen? Somebody shout praise the Lord. So we're going to receive an offering this morning. You pray and ask the Lord to do what you would have him to do, what he have you to do, and you folks that are by the way of Internet, don't be bashful. Just get on our website. You can go on there. It says give, and when you hit the button that says give, it'll take you there, and you can tell exactly how much you want to give. And what you do is you put one zero 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 point zero 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 and just send it to Pine Level and everything's going to be okay. That's all you got to do. Uh, but no, you just give as you feel led, Lord. We appreciate you folks that are giving online. We just ask God to bless you also. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we're so thankful today. Because, Lord, you are our everything. And we just thank you for that this morning. We ask, Lord, you bless this offering for the building of the kingdom of God. For, Father, what we do, Lord, we do kingdom work. We lift up Jesus Christ and him crucified. Father, we thank you for the cross, Lord. And, Father, we know the cross cost a lot. It cost the life of my Savior, Lord. Salvation, people say, is free. But, Master, salvation was a costly thing because you gave your only begotten Son. Your Son gave his life that we could have life this morning. So, Father, we thank you for that. And we ask again, Lord, you bless this offering. Bless the ones that give, Lord. We pray, Lord, pray, Lord, you're going to bless them. Give it back, press down, shake together, and running over. Shall men give back into their bosom, Lord. And, Father, thank you for the great support that people are showing and doing here at the Pine Level Church. And, Father, you know we'll stand careful and give you all the praise, the glory, and honor for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Praise the Lord.
can't see this, uh, especially people on on the uh, in the cars, but there's been two doves that's been right here every Sunday. Every Sunday. So the way I look at it, those doves have not left. God sent those doves to this location. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, doves. The only thing I'd say is get ready. Get your nets ready. No, they are. They've been there all the time. they got a home up there. And, uh, and they stick together. They won't leave one another. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, we're glad you're here. My message this morning... We want you to uh, be praying for us. What are we leaving behind us? Look at your neighbor and say, what are you leaving behind you? What are we leaving behind us? That's a thought. You know it's been said that Christianity is one generation away from extinction. Extinction. In other words, it's over. Extinction. Is that how you say it? In other words, extinct. There you go. I'll do it that way. Somebody say, well, how can that be, Pastor? How, how, how can this be possible when a generation has witnessed such powerful and glorious manifestations of the presence and the power of God? I'm going to give you an answer. When the generation that has seen the works of God fails to pass it on to the next generation, that generation is left without witness. Tell you one more time. When a generation that has seen the works of God fails to pass it on to the next generation, that generation is left without witness. Look at this generation today. How many have been watching the news? Well, look what's going on this week with all the writing. And all the protests all around America. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against protesting. Protest all you want. Shout all you want. Holler all you want. Do all you want to do. As long as you do it peacefully. But when you start destroying other people's property... What they're calling looting, I think they call it. Looting stores, breaking windows out, going in, stealing everything out. They call it looting. I call it stealing. Just going in and stealing everything they can. Then I'm going to tell you something. You that have done that, you are wrong. 100% wrong. And there is absolutely no excuse for it at all. How many agree with me? There's a big difference 
in protesting and rioting. But I'm going to tell you something. Those folk think they got away with a lot of stuff. But those people will answer to God for what they have done this past week and times before. You see, they think to get away with it. You don't get away with nothing. I wonder <clears throat> how much the church will have to answer for what went on this week. Now when I say the church, I'm talking about the universal church. Now I may know the universal church includes where we are right now. I wonder how much the church will have to answer for what went on this week. Because when the generation that has seen the works of God and the power of God and the demonstration of God fails to pass it on to the next generation... That generation is left without witness. George Floyd, I think is his name. He should have never died at the hands of that police officer. What that police officer done was 100% wrong. I saw the video. When a man says, I can't breathe, you need to turn him loose. You need to let him go. And when I say turn him loose and let him go, at least set him up. Because of what I understand, what I witnessed on that, now maybe I didn't see it all, but what I saw, he won't giving him no problem at all. But I want to let you know something this morning. <clears throat> and I believe, as I said, 100% he was wrong. In other words, what they, what they have charged a man with is murder. And that's probably going to stand. And he did it on purpose. It needs to stand. But I want to let some folks know something that's listening to me out there today. That police officer was wrong in what he did. But because he did what he did. It does not mean. Or, or it does not make him the model officer. For all other police officers. There are bad apples in most every organization, but it don't make them all bad. We have great policemen, we have great police women in America, and thank God we do. We need to pray much for them all the time. Now I know this morning, where's Chief at? <laughs> He's waving at me. He must have got cold, bless his heart. I know this morning that the chief of police here at Pine Level, Pentecostal, I mean Pine Level, the city of Pine Level. <laughs> I thank God he's in our church because that lets me know he's on my side. So if he does put handcuffs on me and put me on the ground, when I tell him I can't breathe, he's going to have enough sense to set me back up. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying all this rioting, all this stuff that people are doing, just because that one man did what he did, ain't right. All these police officers around America that's having to put up with this junk that these people are doing, 
don't deserve nothing that, that what they're doing. They need to be home with their families and relaxing like everybody else should be able to do. But instead, they have to get out and fight these, these people that ain't got enough sense to get out of the rain. Some mighty strong words, preacher. Well, it's an absolute fact. So I'm going to tell you something this morning. Thank God for the policeman that's going to stand true to the oath they took and protect and not harm. Is that okay? Where has the church been for the past generation? What kind of standard has she set forth for this generation? What kind of testimony has she left behind? America sown to the flesh, and now she's reaping what she has asked for. America needs to turn back to God. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 20. Let me run through. Let me get this right quick. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very forward generation, children in whom is no faith. Let me tell you something. If we had faith in America like we supposed to have faith in God and trust God like we're supposed to trust God, then what's going on in America today wouldn't be happening right now if God was included uh, in the situations uh, and problems and things that's going on. Uh, if God was in the midst of it, uh, it would be a whole lot different than what it is right now. Ju uh, Judges 2 and 10. No, yeah, Judges 2 and 10. And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. And there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Now notice what's happening. You got a generation. They were gathered unto their fathers. And there arose another generation after them. Thank God for this generation right now that I'm living in right now. Thank God for the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. Sure, some crazy things went on. But I'm going to tell you what. Up until the last few years, God has been part of the equation of the American people. God has been in our government up to the last few years. There was a time, and I heard a preacher say it this morning in so many words, uh, there was a time when the government respected God enough uh, that they were afraid to even say some of the things uh, that they're saying today. So, another generation after which knew not the Lord. What's coming up behind us right now don't know much about God. Why? Because the generation before them didn't pass down what they needed to know about the Word of God. Now, I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying every church. There are churches today that are standing. I believe Pine Level is one of those churches uh, that's standing for the true facts uh, of Almighty God. I believe that with all my heart. But as leadership goes, they tell me, so goes the followers. Our government needs to tighten up. Let me get away from that. So how could this happen to Israel? 
No one had ever seen a greater manifestation of the power and the glory of God in their behalf. How could this happen in America? Here's the answer. There's only one reason this generation did not know the works of God. They had not been told. They were gathered up to, up, uh, with their fathers, unto their fathers, and then there rose another generation. They were not told. They had no memorials, so to speak. The most important thing that we can leave the next generation is a memorial. A memorial of personal testimony. A testimony that says, I was there, I saw it, I heard it, I felt it, I know what it's all about. Listen to what I'm telling you because it's an absolute fact. I was there, I experienced God. But people's not hearing that anymore. They're not hearing about experiencing God. They're hearing all the things of the world because we don't want to offend nobody when we talk about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If you don't agree with the world, you're a bigot. You'll hate all the, I don't even think I don't even know all the words for it. They'll put you down, they'll cut you down, they'll cuss at you, they'll spit on you, do all this kind of thing. Let me tell you some folks keep on spitting, keep on cussing, keep on cutting down. Because you're looking at a preacher that's going to stand for what thus saith the word of God. And what the word of God says is wrong is absolutely wrong. And I'm not going with what the government says, what nobody else says. Uh, it's what thus saith the word of God. That's what I'm standing on. Uh, and i got a church that's going to stand on it with me that's behind me. Uh, and we're going to support what God wants to support in this world we're living in. Because I'm going to tell you something. He's going to wrap his program up and I'm not going to miss it. Uh, because of some stupidity stuff that's going on in the world. Uh, that I'm afraid I'm going to offend somebody. Uh, if Jesus Christ offends you, uh, I can't even tell you I'm sorry because he gave his life for you and you need to respect him for that if nothing else. Somebody shout praise the Lord. We could leave behind us beautiful buildings. Properties worth millions. Debt free. Or we could leave our children an inheritance of millions of dollars. But the most important thing we can give our children and the next generation is a spiritual heritage. Amen? Not material things, but a spiritual heritage. We've often joked about grandma and grandpa's old-time religion and called it water, water under the bridge, the old manna. But I like what the song used to say. If it's good enough for grandma, it's good enough for me. Amen. But if the truth be known, our generation would be largely without any witness of the power of God if it wasn't for grandma and grandpa's memorials. No, we can't live on their experiences. Don't misunderstand me. I can't live on grandma and grandpa's experiences. I can't live on my great-granddaddy's experiences when he pastored churches around Johnson County back in the 50s and the 40s. I can't live on his experience, but I can tell you this. I can learn from it. I can be inspired by it. I can be motivated by it. I can even build upon his experience that God can even do greater things now than he did in those days. 
God said, fix what you just said. It ain't that God can do better things this day than he could in those days. It's just at the point that where we are today, we can allow God to do much more than what he did in those days because we have a man sitting over here that can get my voice all the way around the world. Back in the 40s, he couldn't do that. But I can tell you this now. He can get my voice around the world. And let me tell you something. God is wanting his voice to go. He's wanting the word to go around the world. Pine level. We can do it if we just let God have his way. This church has got potential that we ain't even touched yet. And I just be straight up front and honest with you. I don't know how to touch it. But I'm getting there. Because I'm learning a little bit at the time. I sat down with him every once in a while. I said, show me this and show me that and show me this and that and the other. He'll show it to me and I say, well, I still don't know how you got it. But anyway, I know you can do it. That's all I need. Let me tell you something. God told me years ago, he said, son, I put people behind you. I put people in place. I'm doing things behind the scenes you don't even know, and I put people in place to help you get done what I want to get done. Everybody look at one another and say, I'm one of them. Joy? <laughs> that boy's got the prettiest teeth in the world. If I could smile like he could, I'd preach smiling. But I got a big gap in there that needs to be filled, and so I don't do a whole lot of smiling. Well, thank God for Joy Perry and his crew that he's got helping him do what needs to be done to get the gospel out to the world today. Amen? That all right? Yeah. You see, I can't live on their experiences, but I can learn from them. It's in the mind of God that each succeeding generation should experience a greater glory and a greater manifestation of his power than the preceding generation. What did the Lord say? Jesus said, John 14 and 12, I think it is. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the works that I do, greater works that these do, because I go unto my Father. The works that I do shall ye do. How many, church, how many know that we're supposed to be doing the works that Jesus did? That's what he told me three and a half, four years ago when he brought this vision back to me and I'm not throwing it down no more. He said, you should be doing the same thing my son did and is doing today. I said, help me out, Father. He said, well, John 14 and 12, son. You, verily, verily, I say, the works I do, greater works than you do because I go unto my Father. Let me tell you something, greater works. How many know you can't do greater works than Jesus did? I mean, he did the works. But the works he did, we can do. He said, greater, what do you mean by greater works? Can you point that camera over here? Can the camera see you? Just look at it and smile. You see what I'm saying? Greater works than these. What does it mean? In other words, in, 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 in a much broader extent than what Jesus did, we can do. I mean, know when Jesus was in Jerusalem, he was in Jerusalem. Until he went to the cross. Now he's everywhere. But when he was in Jerusalem, he was in Jerusalem. When he was in Galilee, he was in Galilee. 
But I'm standing here in Pine Level right now, and I'm in Africa. I'm standing in Pine Level right now, and I'm in Vietnam. I'm standing in, in, in Pine Level right now, but I'm in Germany. It's greater works than these shall you do. And I'm going to tell you something. When we lay hands and pray for folk here, and they get healed, delivered, and set free, those folks that are listening to us this morning, if they can have faith and trust God, when we pray for them, the healing power of God don't stop here. It goes exactly where they are. Every generation needs to experience God Almighty. With the history of God's faithfulness. How many know God's faithful? And God's presence and power in the midst of his people to build on. Each succeeding generation should be walking in greater glory than the generation before. I've heard the testimonies of what God did in the generation behind me. I've read the stories how that the Holy Ghost of God you know, people say you shouldn't use the Holy Ghost. You should use Holy Spirit because Holy Ghost is a little strong. Well, I've tried that before. It don't work for me. He said you shall receive, and I know that the same thing. I know it represents the same thing. Well, when the Bible said you, sh after you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, then it's the Holy Ghost to me. It's the Holy Ghost that does and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost the same thing. But people say, that's outdated. The Word of God is never outdated. How many believe in that? Amen? So I use Holy Ghost a whole lot more so than I do Holy Spirit. So, you know, it's just, you know, some people say it's proper to say Holy Spirit. I understand that. And I'm not taking anything away from it. not degrading it at all. I'm just saying I like the Holy Ghost because He is who He is. Amen? <laughs> so, when Israel came out of Egypt, and came to the Red Sea, God caused an east wind to blow all that night. Then in the morning, they crossed on dry land. Because he got to the Red Sea, there it was, the sea's in front of him. They look behind him, the enemy's coming, they're creeping in, they're, not, they're, they're coming in on him. They're closing in. God, what are we going to do? What God tell Moses? Is it Moses? Just tell the people, go forward. Well, God, they're coming on. They're, they're, they're creeping up on us. What did he do? He, he, he caused the wheels to come off the chariot. That slowed them down some. He done all kinds of things to help, to help them do it. He said, Moses, tell them to go forward. Lord, how are we going to do that? How are we going to go forward? Moses, stretch out your rod. And then God caused the winds to blow, and the waters came up, and, he, and Israel, the children of Israel, went cross on dry land. That's what happened. Moses, go forward. Can I tell you something this morning? We have to go forward. God, how are we going to do it? Moses, stretch out your rod. Amen. Can I tell you something this morning? I got the word of God on this. I don't have a Bible in my hand, but the word of God's on this. What God is telling you and I today, what God's telling this preacher here today, he's saying, son, go forward. Don't stop, don't back up, go forward. What I want you to do, I want you to stretch out the word of God. Stand on it, and I'll divide everything that's in your way, and you go cross on dry ground. Ain't God good? But when Joshua, listen to me now. They came out of Egypt. God split the Red Sea. When Joshua came to Jordan, 
God required a greater faith on their part. Why? Because they had a memorial to build from. They had a testimony of God's mighty power. Joshua saw what God did. He was able to tell the folks, I was there, I experienced it, I saw it. I know what God can do. They did not walk on the, in, on, into the middle of, 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 a, of a divided sea. They did not see the way open before them. Uh, nothing happened until their feet were dipped uh, in the water. Uh, Moses stretched out his rod. The waters parted, uh, but not so for Joshua. God required more. Can I tell you something? God requires more from this generation uh, than the last generation. Uh, and the generation above me uh, that's coming after me, uh, God's going to require more from them uh, than he does what I, in my generation. Uh, but the generation behind me uh, should be building uh, on the generation of my generation is behind them and know that we have taught them and showed them that God is still doing what he said he would always do. I believe God requires more, more from our generation as I said than those gone before us. We have so many more advantages today than past generations. I said that a while ago. We have technology the technology gives us access to preaching, teaching, ministering of every kind, even around the world. We have every convenience you can imagine to save time. If some folk would use that computer and that iPad and that iPhone, We have every convenience you can imagine or to save time. I felt a big pool right then. But I'm going to tell you something. If you spend more time on your cell phone or your iPad or your computer gossiping about what's going on around you and you getting your laundry washed on the Facebook, then there's something wrong with you. Just being honest with you. Because I'm going to tell you something, folks. We represent one another in everything we do. So if I wash my laundry on the Facebook because I'm mad with somebody and I put it on there and I talk about all this junk about them and I cast them down and they be a church member, guess what it does? It don't only hurt them or you, it also hurts the church's reputation. I don't do Facebook no more. I used to do it. But even when I did it, I didn't put a lot of stupid mess on there. I didn't tell folks I'd be back in five minutes, I'm going to the bathroom. Or I'm going on vacation this week, I'll be gone all week. And they know, then, then what you're doing is advertising that you're going all week. Your house is not vacant, open to anybody, go in there and break in, get in the lane they want in because they know you ain't going to be there. You see what I'm saying? Facebook's a good thing. But the devil's turning into an evil thing. <clears throat> mm. Where'd all that come from? Do you know why all this writing is going on around the world right now? Because of the cell phone. Instagram. They ain't listening to nothing but themselves. The news media covered that the other night. They're listening to nothing but themselves. They're not listening to me. They're not listening to the news. They're not listening to the truth. It's all up there. Instagram and their video and everywhere to go. 
and they Instagrammed it, showing it everywhere to go. Let me tell you something, folks. If all I'm getting information from is from my group, then that's all I know about anything about it, about it all. That's why I tell folks, if you got your little clicks, if you got your little get-togethers, and that's all you hear, that's all you got, then that's all you're going to have. That's why I'm telling you folks, churches around the world, church, the universal church, needs to come together. We need to worship together, love together, do everything God wants to do together because God's going to bless it when it happens that way. Somebody shout amen. So I believe God requires more, as I said. We have every convenience that you can imagine. We have the washing machine. How many is glad you got a washing machine? I remember grandma had one of them scrub boards. She had the washing machine. She fi they finally got a washing machine, but it was one of them that you put the clothes in that ringer goes through. How many know what I'm talking about? Well, my sister put clothes in it one day, and she went too far, got her hand in there, and it pulled her all the way up into her shoulder. I got a friend of mine that tore the muscles out of his arm. That, 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 that washing machine tore the, tore, tore the muscles out of his arm, and he couldn't hardly use his right arm because that thing got, got the best of him. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm glad I got a washing machine. All I got to do is throw clothes in, hit a button. It does the thing you take them out. But the last washing machine we got don't do nothing. It don't seem like. It ain't got one of them things in there that does the deal. But the clothes come out clean, so I ain't worried about it. The guy told me, he said, put a towel over it because you're going to think it ain't doing nothing. Don't watch it. Just put a towel over it and just go on about your business. We have the microwave. We have the clothes dryer. How I many are glad you ain't got to hang clothes out no more? Cars that go over 30 miles an hour. <laughs> we have computers we can read the Bible with. We can read the Bible without turning a page and hear the Bible read to us. No excuse for not getting the word. Even a blind man or a blind woman can get the word. We have books to help us understand the Bible. Let me tell you something, folks. There's no excuse for not knowing what the word of God says. Well, you know it all now, but what part you know and what part you believe and what part you practice, uh, that's all that's going to be good for you. But here's the million-dollar question. For all we have, uh, what are we leaving behind us? Do we want to be known as the generation that had everything we wanted but lost what we needed? Psalms 106, 15, and he gave them their request but sent, but sent leanness uh, into their soul. In other words, uh, he gave them exactly what they asked for, uh, but along with it, they, he gave them uh, an empty heart. I don't know about you. Uh, I don't want to have an empty heart this morning. Uh, this was speaking of a generation uh, who got what they wanted, uh, but lost what they needed. Exodus 10 and 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart. <laughs> And the heart of his servants, but I might show that I might show these my signs before them. Verse two, and that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son, of thy son, and of thy son's son, what things I have brought walked in Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them, that ye may know how that I am the Lord. Now notice what God's saying. He said, Tell, he said, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before him. Now listen, and that thou, Moses, mayest tell in the ears of thy son and thy son's son. In other words, in your generation and the generation to come. 
overcome what things I have wrought in Egypt and what signs which I have done among them that ye may know that I am the Lord. In other words, don't forget to tell, don't forget to witness, don't forget to testify of the greatness of Almighty God. And don't be ashamed of it. Let me explain here what it's meant when God said, for I have hardened his heart. Here the Lord says that he hardened Pharaoh's heart, yet in Exodus 9, 34, it says that he, Pharaoh, hardened his heart. Both were true, and one does not deny the other. In hardening Pharaoh's heart, listen to me, God allowed him to have what he sinfully desired, a hard heart against the Lord and his people. God allowed him to have the hard heart that he wanted. God allowed him to be against God, have his sinful ways, and that's what God's doing today. He's allowing man to have their sinful ways, but one day we're gonna stand and answer for it in Jesus' name. That you may tell in the hearing of your son and your son's son the mighty things I have done in Egypt. God's work was not only for the sake of the generation of Moses and Pharaoh. It was also for the son and your son's son also what God was saying. God does mighty works among us so that we can encourage generations to come. I mean, you got something to tell your grandchildren. If nothing else, you can tell them you got a crazy preacher. Verse 3, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me, God says. Getting to the heart of the matter, God warned Pharaoh to humble himself or the worst plague of locusts ever seen will come upon Egypt. They tell me that this coronavirus, this COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, is one of the worst things that has ever hit this world. You see, this is not just the United States thing. This is a world thing. So God told Pharaoh, he warned him, he let him know that the worst plague of locusts ever seen would come upon Egypt. I believe God, this morning, somebody said God's trying to tell, tell us, no, no, God's not trying to tell the world something, God's already told the world something. You can either humble yourself, or this is what's going to happen. America this week hit 100,000 of people dying because of coronavirus, they say. I don't believe that number either. I honestly don't believe that number. Why don't you believe that number, Pastor? Because let me tell you something. I got a heart disease. I got diabetes. And I got this, uh, this stuff going on, you know. But, but God healed me years and years ago. Well, why do you say you have it? Because it's reality. And if I die, I'm going to go to the hospital. They're going to fill out a death certificate. And they're going to put on there, cause of death, coronavirus. Second cause of death, heart disease or diabetes. How do you know? Because I've heard people tell me that. That's what they do. I don't know how much money a hospital gets for people dying. I've heard $75,000 for every coronavirus victim that dies in the hospital. It might not be true. It's just something I heard. It's a rumor. I don't know. Uh, but they get $75,000. When money's more important than the truth, there's something wrong somewhere. That's why I refuse to let money rule me. I care less about money. What do you mean, preacher? I, I don't sit around and worry about money. Because God said, son, you don't have to worry. I'll supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. Do I have everything I want? No, I don't. If I had everything I wanted, we've got plenty of parking places around here. There'd be a motor home sitting right over there. 
So when I came in on the weekend from Wilson, only 30 miles away, it's not that bad. But when I came in, like after church, I could go over there and kick back and relax and rest and come back in for service on Sunday night if, if I had what I wanted. And then behind the motorhome would be a nice big boat. If I had, really I don't want a boat, but they just be, you know, I'd have a boat, but then when I got the boat, I got to have somebody drive it for me. I don't know how. If I got the motorhome, I got to have somebody drive it for me. Because now I can't see like I used to could. But see, God did say, I get, he said, I give you something you want, son. But what God said, I supply all your needs according to my riches glory. And I know God owns it all this morning. So I look to him whenever there's a need. And God has never failed me yet. Has it been tight sometimes? Yeah. Has it been embarrassing sometimes? Yeah. There are times my wife has stood in the cheese line. Years ago, she stood in the cheese line. Standing in the cheese line, somebody looked at her and said, ain't you the preacher's wife? Yeah. And you can see it in her face. Well, if you're the preacher's wife, what are you doing standing in the cheese line? I told her to go back next time because the best cheese and peanut butter you can get anywhere. But yeah, I've seen it. She's seen it where they're going to cut the lights off. And she eight months pregnant. She goes out and says, please don't turn the lights off. I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant. He said, honey, I don't have a choice. And she happened to flip the bill over on the back. It says, if you need help, call this number. She went in, she called the number. Because you didn't have cell phones back then. She couldn't stand there and call it. She went in, called the number, said, look, this is what's going on. They said, okay, we'll take care of it. She went back out to tell the man. The man said, look, they've already got in contact with me. I'm not going to turn your lights off right now. You see, I know we've been there. Amen. And I might go back there. I'm not looking forward to it if I do. I'm not speaking it, in other words. What I'm telling you is this morning, my friend, there have been times that me and her have absolutely opened the refrigerator and nothing to eat. But let me tell you something. God sent somebody to the back door with a trunk load full of groceries and said, here, I just felt led of God to bring this to you today. Huh? You see, I got a testimony that I can tell my, my grandchildren, my children, how God really works and what God does. Open the refrigerator, nothing to eat. The grocery store calls you. So, so Mr. Barbie, I said, yes, sir. He said, somebody's come by and dropped off a $50 check for you to come get groceries. Just don't ask no questions. I said, can I get $50 worth of meat? He said, you can get $50 worth of dog food if you want to. It's your $50. I don't care what you get with it. But you see, that's how God works. God said, I'll supply your need. He didn't say, I'll supply all, all your wants. Now, back when I was stupid and I got in debt up to my neck because of credit cards, maxed them out, I, that wasn't God's fault. That was my fault. Amen. But in a roundabout way, God helped me get out of that also. But he also let me know, son, don't be stupid no more. Don't be stupid. Be smart. If you can't afford it, don't get it. That make sense? See, I got something to teach my generation. Be smart about what you do, and God's going to bless you for it. I got to quit. Let me tell you this right quick. Getting to the heart of, of the matter of God, warned Pharaoh, as I told you. The worst plague. America's seen the worst disease, from what I understand, that they've seen. Pride was at the heart. Of Pharaoh's problem. He simply didn't want to give in to God. It's an important question. That God would ask to anyone today. How long. Will you refuse to humble. Yourself before me. 
You see, it's sad, but the religious world has torn down most of our memorials. You used to hear a lot of people say, I remember when. And when you hear the words, I remember when, then they would rehearse uh, the goodness and the greatness of God. But you hardly ever hear those words anymore. Well, here was a generation that had seen the works of God. They had seen the plagues of Egypt and, that, and how God divided the Red Sea. But they were just children. But now all the old timers were gone, dead in the wilderness. But God was not dead. And it was their turn now to leave something behind the next generation or for the next generation. It was their turn to build memorials of God's mighty power in their midst. I'm closing this message right now with this, with this question. What are we leaving behind us? What has the next generation got to stand on? What kind of memorial are we building that generations to come can look at and be inspired by and motivated to believe God for miracles and signs and wonders in their midst? What are we leaving behind for the generation behind us today? If our generation does not get busy and build some memorials of God's power in our midst, this next generation behind us uh, is going to be left without a witness. Joshua built two memorials that day, one in the middle of Jordan, standing where it was impossible to stand, doing what it was impossible to do. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It stands as a witness for anyone going through the valley of the shadow of death, that if God did this for us, he will do it for you. We made it to this point by trusting God. Joshua put a memorial in the middle of Jordan where it was impossible to be because God did what he did, the miracle there, and then he put one on the other side, and the second one on the other side, how we got over. In other words, he put a memorial where it was impossible, then he put a memorial showing how we got over. Folks, we need to testify to the fact of what God has done in our life and what God's doing in our life and what God's going to keep on doing because he'll never stop he'll bless the next generation if they'll trust him in Jesus name the second one I says on the other side by the blood of the lamb and the word of, the, of our testimony these were testimonies of the power and the faithfulness and the faithfulness of God of his ability to keep his word how many know God's going to keep his word so again I asked a question and I'm finishing I'm asking the question what are we leaving behind us for the generation coming up next. Are we leaving them the memorials of how great almighty God really is and what he can do and that his word is settled in heaven. It'll never change. They can stand on the word and rest assured that what thus saith God it shall and will Come to pass, no questions asked. Give the Lord a clap off in this morning to pray to you.
what the Lord has done. He healed my body, He touched my mind, He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm gonna Somebody praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You got something to show what God's done? Amen. Thank God. God's good. I hope and pray that something's been said, something's been sung. That's blessed you here. Blessed these folks who are by the way of the internet. And we just thank God for you. Don't forget tonight at 6 o'clock, Eric will be doing our, our youth, our youth uh, uh, ministry on, on live stream. Tuesday night, we're meeting. The sanitizing committee is meeting. Uh, Wednesday night, Pastor Jerry will be speaking uh, Wednesday night. Thursday night, have another sanitizer meeting. Uh, Tuesday night, we're going to discuss about what we're going to do next Sunday, and I'll let you know uh, in plenty of time what we're going to do uh, about next Sunday. Uh, but anyway, I'm enjoying outside. All right? I'm in a hurry to get back inside. Well, how many care if we have service out here next week? That be all right? That be all right? Sure? All no's? All no's? Ain't got no no's? So I'll tell you what, let's do. Let's go ahead and plan for next Sunday out here. If it ain't raining. If it's raining, you can actually stay in your car because 88, 89.9. I forgot to mention that. 89.9, you can be on the radio. So right there with your air conditioning on you. Listen to me. And I said, I hear I'll stand out here with the wind blowing and all that kind of stuff. If it is, I'll stand behind the door and, and talk to you. How about <laughs> well, God's good, ain't he? So next Sunday, we, you know, it ain't a big deal with me. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm enjoying this myself. So next Sunday, let's not forget the uh, International COVID-19 Relief Fund. Just, you know, we want to do something to try to help these guys out, help our pastors out, and help these folks that, that ain't got nothing to eat and uh, has lost about everything they had. Uh, and don't forget, Sister K. Beach is over here on my right. She's got a table set up over here. So if you got a bucket full of money to take over there, just take over to her and she'll get it and count it and let her know what it is. We, we sold about 450, 470 tickets. We only got about 530 more to go to make a thousand. So try to sell all you can. I know it's hard, but sell what you can, and I'm sure God's going to bless you for it. Amen? So we appreciate you being here looking forward to tuesday night wednesday night and thursday night it's going to be a busy week this week so everybody shout praise the, lord. praise the lord we'll see you sunday morning good lord willing